Welcome to In Process, the NC Dance Festival podcast. I'm Ann Morris, Festival Director. Each week on this podcast, we dive deep into the risk-taking and dance-making that characterize the modern and contemporary dance community in North Carolina. This season, our second season, will be guided by the question, what does the North Carolina dance community need to thrive? Our conversations this season start with dance and the creative life, but spill into all aspects of our community as we connect, revitalize, and dream together. We're glad to have you along for this journey. This week, choreographer Helen Simino and I talk about her dance, Flight Distance One, that she'll be setting on a cast of five North Carolina professionals for our NC Dance Festival performance on October 2nd. The group will be in residence in Dance Project Studios the week of September 27th as they prepare for performance. This will be Helen's first live performance of her choreography since March of 2020. We'll discuss how Flight Distance turns out to be the perfect choice for the current moment, the new project she's working on, and the importance of momentum in ensuring dancers' careers can thrive. Support for In Process comes from the UNC Greensboro School of Dance, teaching the critical, technical, and imaginative skills essential to the creative process of becoming a thinking dancer. The School of Dance is excited to announce the return to in-person performances with limited seating. The fall 2021 calendar includes performances of Prime Movers, Fall Dances, and the BFA Thesis Concert. Tickets are available now at go.uncg.edu slash Tickets are on sale now for the North Carolina Dance Festival's live performance in Greensboro on October 2nd. In addition to Helen Simino's work, the performance features a new work honoring the choreography of Dance Festival founder Jan Van Dyke, a collaborative exchange between classical Indian dancer Aparna Keshavaya and drummer Atiba Rory, and a duet by Asheville's Stuart Owen Dance, in addition to a few short dance films. Please visit our website at danceproject.org ncdf for details about the performance, tickets, and our COVID-19 policies, which are designed to keep our community safe. That's danceproject.org ncdf for more information. And now on to my conversation with Helen. A graduate of the UNC School of the Arts, Helen has a home base in Winston-Salem, but works and travels widely as a choreographer. She is the artistic director of Helen Simino Dance, whose March 2020 performance in Winston-Salem was the last live dance performance I attended before the pandemic. Described as a, quote, choreographer on the rise by Dance Magazine, she was most recently awarded a 2021 Guggenheim Fellowship. As we'll discuss, she's been traveling quite a lot this month, and that often means spotty wireless service. You may hear a few blips during the interview, but that didn't stop our conversation. Uh, I'm Helen Simoneau, and I'm a choreographer uh, originally from Eastern Quebec. And um, I make work mostly in contemporary dance, but I've also made some contemporary ballet works uh, for ballet companies. And we are really thrilled to have have you setting a work for the North Carolina Dance Festival's performance this year. Um, I know it's something we've been talking about for many years, um, so it's really exciting that we're getting to to see it happen. Um, and you'll be setting a, a piece called Flight Distance One. Um, tell us a little bit about the dance itself. When did you first create it? It was actually my, my first work for the company. So this piece 
was part of my thesis work in grad school in 2009. And um, I made this piece for five dancers and we were at Holland's University where I was doing um, my studies. And so we did residency there and then we premiered it at Joy Soho in New York. And that was my first, um, my first show of, my first show that was uh, an entire evening of my own work. It wasn't a shared program. And that felt really important. Um, and that's when I decided to start company because the way that the way that I got that piece made was really through um, friends that were that were classmates at NCSA and um, uh, I won an award like a solo dance award in Europe and that funded the rehearsals for that process to tell you about the work I didn't even say anything about the work <laughs> <laughs> the work is called um, light distance and I was really interested in um, I was really interested in the space. It's the space that's between yourself and another, and it's sort of uh, it's used as a term for you know fight or flight. How how close you will let someone else or for animals another species close before you either fight or retreat. And um, I was really interested in that distance and also the way that we, as humans, take space, uh, claim space, and um, how we relate to each other. And I was thinking about a lot about. Um, and observing the ways that sometimes the space itself is not really the issue, it's the relationship that you have with the other person and how intimate that relationship is. And I would think about, oh, like two people in a really small kitchen can be completely harmonious um, sharing that space together. And you can become very territorial in a public space if someone is getting too close to you. Um, and so I was just interested in, in playing with that. And so, um, we, we worked in a lot of different ways when I created it, but one of the, the fun, the fun things that we did, there was shower in the, in the dressing rooms at Holland's. It was a nice big square shower. And I just had all the dancers pile in there and we made a whole section in that shower. <laughs> and it was claustrophobic and that was really what I was after. Uh, and then, and then what we did after is we translated the space. We did put tape on the ground, and then the lighting designer really helped create that environment by lighting this nice big box um, so that the dancers could have that impression of being restricted. Well, has the dance changed at all over the years in the ways that you think about it or what it means to you? Yeah, I did a another version of it. Um, a couple, actually, a couple versions. I did it once for U Arts in Philadelphia, and just the nature of wanting to work with more people. Um, and and the stage was quite large, and so it really lended itself well to that many people. And so the structure of the piece remained the same, and like the aesthetic of it was the same. But um, there was just a lot more. Um, it was a much bigger group, and so the impact was different. And then I did it again, also at Haynes Brand. Uh, in Winston with seven people and and that also felt a little bit different but still like the the main structure is still there it's fun for me to restage works and to try to um, be supported by the decisions that have been made like it's still the same piece but I really love uh, the freedom of changing things if I want to and adapting them to who's in the room and Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of new material that gets put in or something gets taken out. And um, I love revisiting with that freedom. You know, as you were talking about, um, you know, so the initial ideas behind the piece of the space 
that we occupy and how we relate to other people through space. You know, I hadn't been thinking about that before, but it feels very relevant right now where we are more, more conscious than ever about the space that we are taking up and the ways that we're in proximity or distanced from, uh, from other people. And um, yeah, it feels, it, it feels like it really fits <laughs> the, our current time right now, the things that we're thinking about. And I, I was thinking about that the other day because you and I talked about this project before, before this pandemic and we right. chose this piece before this pandemic. And so um, it was just interesting when I, when we were revisiting and rescheduling, I was like, oh, this kind of feels like this piece was made in this moment, but it was made a long time ago. Right. Yeah. Um, what are you, what are you thinking about right now as you prepare to set this dance again on new dancers? What, what are you excited about in this process? I, I'm always excited to revisit works. There's something really, um, especially with new dancers. Um, I know, I know most of these dancers in some capacity. And so it's not like all, all new relationships, but, um, but this is a new project. And um, I always love discovering like different movers and, and what they're bringing to a specific uh, concept or task. And there is something really freeing. It's a very different feeling than creating something new. And both I really love, but there's thing, there's so much more anxiety wrapped around creating something new and, and a pressure because you just don't know what it is and um, you don't know what the final product will look like. And, um, and I have to sort of sit, I've learned to sit in that discomfort and to try to enjoy um, the process. Um, but there is something quite satisfying about going into a project where you just know you've made a lot of these decisions already. You feel good about the music. You know, you know what it's going to look like. And within that, there's all this room for play and discovery. And it just, um, I get really, I get really excited about coming in with like a, just a very, I like to, I'm a planner. I like to prepare. And so this is like setting a piece like this in a context like this is ideal because I get to be as prepared as I want to be um, mm -hmm. going in. Well, and it's, you know, it's different to set work on dancers that you work with frequently versus dancers who are new to your work. How, how do you approach that kind of situation? And how do you find that balance between bringing out what the individual dancer brings to the stage and your own aesthetic? I think one of the things that I like to do, even whether I'm making something new or whether I'm restaging is to spend a lot of time in the beginning learning steps, like learning the aesthetic and really being like completely doing the grueling work of setting the phrase work because I think it allows the dancers to understand and get a good idea of what, what aesthetic world we're working in before I ask them to contribute any material or to respond in any way, because, you know, dancers are free, freelance dancers are dancing for so many different people, so many different styles. And um, they, they kind of feel like they kind of need a, a little bit of a guideline of like, where, where are we going with this? Um, and so spending a lot of time in the phrase work, I think really grounds it for me. And then it allows me to see like, oh, like who really responded to this phrase? Then I can just ask them to do that particular role and, um, and just kind of triage and see, you know, who, who shines where in what context. And then I place those things and it just anchors it in a way that then, then I can have, um, I can have more 
space for when we when we want to do task based um, explorations. Uh, I think that's my method. Yeah, to go in with the phrase work first. Yeah, that makes sense to to have some sort of parameters and guidelines around that aesthetic. Yeah. It's not just anything yeah, in the world. Even like yeah, from yeah, it's not like everything is because I think like everything in the world is valid, but um, it might not fit into the aesthetics mm -hmm. of this, like of my work in general. Right. If someone has never worked with me, they might not have an idea of what, what my aesthetics is, is, is like, or what, what I get inspired by. Uh, and so there's like the context of my preferences, but then also um, the specific uh, aesthetic of this piece. Right. So, yeah, I think probably just kind of bathe in the and what's the existing material. And then I think probably by midweek, we'll get to play around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Playing around is where I get to know the dancers the best because that's where they, I get to see their personalities and their choice making and what they're curious about and what's pleasurable for them. So I look forward to that. That sounds like such an exciting process. I'm really looking forward to having you guys in our studios. Um, you guys will be here for five days as you set the work. Um, leading up to the performance and um yeah i can't wait to have have you here and get to get to see the piece come together you know i've seen it in its finished form um but i i haven't seen anything you know as uh in the process of teaching it to dancers so i'm glad to be able to get little glimpses of that as you guys are here and I'm I'm excited too. This project brings um, brings in some dancers. They're all North Carolina-based dancers, but many of them are dancers that have not worked a lot with the dance festival or with Dance Project before. Um, and we're really excited to um, you know to to showcase new North Carolina dancers that we haven't worked with before, yeah. um, but also to make those kinds of connections um, in other other parts of the state. Uh, I feel like maybe in this moment, there's been sort of a, like a reconsidering of working outside of the big cities. Mm -hmm. And I, I noticed that when we sent out the call for auditions that um, there were some really strong candidates, a lot of really strong candidates. And so I feel like something, something great's going on in North Carolina. I hope we can keep it going. You know, it's, it's been something that um, from its very inception that you know, Jan and the dance project has has been working towards to create opportunities um, alongside many other organizations and choreographers, create opportunities for dancers to to make a living here, to stay and and have a dance career. And um, you know, it, that's a challenge wherever you are, even in a you know not big city. <laughs> um, but I, I hope that I hope that there is something in what you're saying that like that reconsidering the, wait, what does a dance career look like right now? And um, where do I need or want to be to make that happen? Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I've been noticing a lot of dancers um, being more nomadic and having more than one base. Mm -hmm. And um, that having a base, like being available to be in a bigger city for work is, is something that might be possible, but that they're, they're home base is somewhere that's more stable mm -hmm. and less expensive and um, has a, a community around them. And so I feel like North Carolina really, I mean, has offered that for me. Right. Um, and I think that's possible for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I and I do think there's a tipping point that happens. Like if enough people. 
<laughs> right, right. Well, and I was going to say, you know, you you've had that kind of um, relationship with North Carolina in your career too, that you have had this home base in Winston Salem, and you know, many of those years of you know home season performance um, in Winston, but then also you've you've worked and lived in lots of other communities um, throughout throughout the U.S. and Canada. Um, I mean, for most of the pandemic, you were you were in Canada, right? Yeah, I landed and I went to visit my family and then I just stayed for a year, <laughs> over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So not a bad place to land, uh, but it was no. a chance. Yeah. You know, with this season of the, of our podcast and just sort of in general, we're really thinking right now, what, what does the North Carolina dance community need to thrive? And I'm wondering, mm -hmm. From your time in North Carolina and your time in other dance communities, how how do you how do you answer or begin to answer that kind of question? What do you think we need to thrive? That's a very good question. I think there's a lot of elements. I think it also depends on what type of career. You know, there's so many different. I think sometimes we train dance thinking there's one path, but there's really so many careers, and there's so many ways that we can be in dance at the same time and have many different roles. Um, I think. I don't know. I think in North Carolina, some of the challenges, um, I feel like this challenge is not as strong, is not as big for a choreographer, but I think for a, for a dancer, it's um, someone who's primarily wanting to work at performing um, a choreographer's work. It's, it's tricky because, you know, you, you develop as a dancer, the more you dance and that you, the more you work, the better you are. And if you're freelancing, you know, if you're going from one project to another, you just get stronger and stronger and, and more and more av uh, available in terms of qualities that you can offer. And that's kind of how I see um, dance artists growing throughout the years is the more they can work, the more um, the more they develop. And, and that's tricky when you're in a place that doesn't have a lot of different companies or even freelance choreographers. It's hard to string those those gigs along and then and then it becomes tricky to to go from dancing a lot to not dancing at all, mm -hmm. and then getting your body back to where you can dance again um, in a full-time capacity. Mm -hmm. So I've definitely seen that with some with some projects that I've done that like the first week is really rough because, <laughs> because people have been maybe working an office job and they haven't been dancing. Um, and I find that very, um, very challenging. But I don't know in terms of what people need um, I think there's also, I think I've talked, we've talked a lot about this and in, in I'm part of the Momentum, uh, South Arts Momentum Initiative, which is a touring initiative. And, and it, one thing that we talk a lot about is we wish that there were more Southern presenters that were presenting Southern artists. Mm -hmm. And uh, rather than, than bringing in so many from, from bigger, bigger cities. So um, that's something that I think could really change. Um, the landscape if there was more uh it doesn't mean like exclusively local but maybe just a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, presenting of artists um and sometimes the way that the funding structures work is it really trickles down through the presenter and through the venue and so it can be tricky to like i've done it a lot where i i self-produce um there really isn't like in winston there really is not a presenter that that mm -hmm. curates uh artists and so it's um 
it's not like New York where I can, I can knock on this many doors and hopefully someone will present my work. It's just like, there's no doors to knock on. I have to make it my own way, which does give me the opportunity to really have the artistic vision that I want, but I have to build my own audience and I've had to uh, fund that, like rent a space and fund it and fund all the things that go with it. So I think presenters have, you know, that have a venue, they have a regular audience and it can bring new people to your work that don't already know about your work. And I, th- I feel like that has been a challenge for me. And I definitely am not sure that I, I can afford to continue self-producing um, my right. work going forward. So these are all big questions. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the other projects that you're working on right now. Um, sure. I mean, we're, we're recording this in early September. I know you have a couple of, a uh, couple of things happening between now and when you get to Greensboro um, in late September, and then there may be other projects that are sort of ongoing, um, but not in a, like we're doing this right now, this month kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's been a very abrupt start back and in a good way. Um, but I, I definitely feel like all the things I was supposed to do last year are like really all packed in, in, uh, in the next like two months, I'd say. Um, and then some throughout the year, but, but we'll see. Um, but I, yeah, I started off, uh, rehearsing again in the studio first time just, uh, last week. And I'm a choreographic fellow at City Center this year, which was supposed to be last year, but, um, but they were nice enough to extend it for me, uh, for another year. And so I started working on some material there. And right now we are at the Wortham Theater in Asheville, and we're in residency here for two weeks, um, to create. Originally, this was supposed to be a tour. We were going to present uh, a piece, uh, the last piece that I made, but it just made more sense, uh, for us to focus on the new work and that's what we have funding for. And um, instead of trying to spend a lot of time and energy remounting something that um, to be performed just once. So, so we're trying to, to be really smart about it. And the presenters we've been working with have been really great about um, allowing that shift from a performance to a creation residency that will of course have um, some some public events and some exchange with the with the public, some sharing, some Q and A's, and all that. So uh, we're really excited to be here and to be rehearsing. And we're, so we're here this week and next week, and then I'll be uh, at the ADF studios. We'll be in residency there. And so it's like a lot of uh, studio. I'm getting to do a, the, my favorite thing, which is to be in a studio. I'm I'm in the studio all of this month, and I just can't like. It's just been so long, and I just really kind of. I, I like I never forgot that I love doing this, but being back in a space really reminded me how essential it is for my happiness to be to be spending um, considerable amount of time in the space with dancers making art. Mm-hmm. This is why I do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's <laughs> it's time for that kind of reminder. You know, it's you know we've all kind mm-hmm. of like we we've made the best of these these months and years apart from each other and but but it's time we need we need that reminder so that we can <laughs> we can keep holding on as things continue to to come back do you do you want to talk at all about the this new work that you're making or is it still still too much in its infancy <laughs> i don't have a lot of language yet to talk about it but i'm working with six dancers and 
um, really interested in the power of the voice and the body. And we're doing a collaboration with Caroline Shaw and a lot of um, music, some, a lot of music has voice in it and her voice actually, and it's just really powerful. Um, and so I'm right now that's, that's about what I have uh, in terms of clarity. Yeah. Oh, fun. Well, I look forward to, to hearing more as it develops and um, eventually when it's, when it's out there in the world to, to view. Um, yeah, well, I can't wait for that. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Um, I, I just, I love, I love your work and um, I love the ways that you've, um, that, that you've really crafted your own career in dance. I know we've talked about that in other contexts, but um, I'm just really looking forward to having you as part of our festival. And I'm so excited to be to be part of the festival. And I, I really appreciate um, having this this opportunity, this space. This will be my first performance back. Um, and I'm just super excited. And it's actually interesting because I I feel like um, when I first arrived in North Carolina, like dance project was one of the first things that I did um, and and Jan actually I remember was one of the first dance artists that I that I talked with um, and I taught some classes and I think that's actually how we met uh, I, I think so at UNCG and so yeah. it's like it's a full circle yeah yeah I know it's it's really exciting that feels so long ago but yeah I was a graduate student at <laughs> UNCG in your class <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yes, yeah, so I'm excited to be back and it's be great. Thanks so much to Helen Simino for talking to me today. I can't wait to see this project in action next week during their residency. We'll be posting updates on the residency on our social media. You can find us on Instagram at Dance Project Inc. and on Facebook at NC Dance Festival. And don't miss the performance on October 2nd in Greensboro. We'll link to tickets in the show notes. Visit our website at danceproject.org ncdf for all the information about the season and the show notes for the podcast. From there, you can also join our mailing list and follow us on social media to keep up with upcoming festival events and other Dance Project news. Thanks for listening. The NC Dance Festival 30th anniversary is supported by the National Endowment for the Arts, the North Carolina Arts Council, and Lincoln Financial Foundation. We need the support of individual donors and business sponsors as well to make possible the innovative work that NC dancers are creating, bring students meaningful experiences with the arts, and strengthen the community through dance. To make a gift to the festival fund, please visit danceproject.org slash give NCDF. Thanks for your support.